0: All right? So, Pentecost Sunday. Let's get back to that right quick. And I want to begin by reading you a text that I think everybody's heard, but I'm going to read it. And it's Acts 2, 1 and 4. When it says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like a blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they are sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Glory to God. Pentecost Sunday. Today is the day where we celebrate the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And the beginning of the modern day church. All right? And the beginning of the modern... Man, that must have been an awesome day back then. An awesome day. You see, the old covenant passed away. The old covenant passed away. And, and scripture says a better and new covenant had been established. All right? And, that, and when the Holy Spirit came, a new season began. Hallelujah. That's fabulous. A new season. And listen, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful. And I'm also thankful for the fact that the same Holy Spirit, the same infilling that came in that upper room back in that day, that same Holy Spirit is alive and it's available for you and I today. The same. It's the same. Then, it's the same now. Glory to God. And now, I'm not going to do a teaching on the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to tell you that I'm putting together, this will be my first series. All right? (laughs) He's like, yes. All right, And the reason it's going to be a series is because there's a lot to talk about on this, and I just can't condense it, and I don't want to leave anything out. So. But I want you to know it's coming. I want you to be ready for it, and it's going to be good. It's going to be really great, all right? But today, I want to talk about new seasons, all right? It's, it's graduation Sunday, I guess you would call it. And we've got a couple of students here that are graduating. Tucker graduate. Anna is graduating. And we're going to honor them at the end of the service. Uh, is that all right with you, my man? <laughs> But uh, today is the day where, where you know, we, seasons are changing. You know, I'm about to go into a new season. And, and, and don't con- misunderstand me. I'm not talking about a season of where God is moving me over here to work for a while or God is moving me to go pastor this church or this, that. I'm talking about seasons of life. What you saw on the screen, you see that in Ecclesiastes 3. And those are just simple examples of seasons of life that we go through. And we all go through them. Sometimes they're good seasons. Sometimes they're bad seasons, but they're just seasons of L-I-F-E, seasons of life. Amen. And so I wanted to share some thoughts with you today, especially to the graduates, but not just the graduates, all right? So if you're sitting here and you're going through a season that's kind of tough and you don't really understand it, all right, or maybe you're contemplating and you need a season of change in your life, amen, well, that's why i put this together for you, all right? So I'm going to start with, let's look at how God established the earth. He established it with seasons, Right? So let's talk about the seasons. Who likes the season that we're in now? Springtime. Come on, anybody? It's okay to raise your hand. I don't like spring. Come on, really? I know we're about in summer. Does anybody like summer in Alabama? Really? Y'all like the summer? Do you know how hot it gets in Alabama? Really? What about fall? Come on, yeah, that's, that's my season. There you go, that's my season. What about winter? Man, there's a few people like the winter. Really? In Alabama, we don't get snow. What's the like? Amen, that's okay, that's okay, You're, it's all right, you can like what you want, that's, that's okay. All right, but what I, th- what I want you to see is the, the, is, is, is what God, God set in place, which was the seasons, if you look at them really closely, all seasons have good aspects and bad aspects, okay? I think we can all agree to that, but the interesting thing, is if you follow it all the way through, is all seasons are good in the right time. In God's timing, remember, there's that patience thing. Remember, I've been talking about that the past couple of weeks. Instead of being patient, waiting on God, instead of going out there and trying to make something happen and create more problems. Very important to remember, be patient, patient. Now, listen, some of us are probably going through some seasons right now that aren't too good. Maybe a financial season. Maybe the money's not right where you want it. Uh, And maybe a relationship season. Maybe your relationship with your family's not exactly where you need it, not where... Maybe a health season. right, I don't know. We all go through seasons, all right? And just like God, when he established the earth, he established it with four seasons so that plant life could could grow properly, they must have the four seasons, all right? But understand that in order for you to grow spiritually and maturely, you must go through seasons, all right? You have to go through seasons, all right? So let's look. Look at Genesis 2.22. It says, As long as the earth remains, there will be a springtime and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night. Okay? So God created the earth with four seasons. All right? But look at Ecclesiastes 3. It says, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. All right? God also established seasons of life. Relational seasons, spiritual seasons, emotional seasons. Come on. Sometimes the seasons are a test for what God is preparing you for, for the next step. Amen? Amen. So I've got a couple of lists I want to go through really quick today before we get to honoring our graduates. And I want to give you five facts about seasons of life. Five facts. And number one, seasons of life that we go through, they are beyond our control. Okay, they're beyond our control. You have to understand that. Look at Daniel 2.21. It said, God controls the times and the seasons. He makes and unmakes kings. All right? he you, And a lot of people nowadays don't want to hear they can't control things because, you know, we like to be complacent. We like to be happy. We like to be in our happy spot where we control everything around us. And, you know, that's good for a while. But remember, most, most seasons, most new seasons in your life, good or bad, They come with an inconvenience or an aggravation. That's generally how they start. Why is that? It's because it's stirring you up. God's trying to push you out of your comfort zone. He's trying to teach you. He's trying to show you something. Get you prepared for that next step that he has for you. Amen. Glory to God. And it's okay. It's okay. So, number two, the second fact about seasons of life is they're often confusing. All right? They are. They are. When we hit a season... and You know, when it's a good season, you know, somebody drops a couple hundred thousand dollars in your mailbox, you know, and that's a good season. You're going through a financial plus, all right? That's not very confusing because you're not overwhelmed and you're not trying to figure it out. But when you hit a bad season, that's when it really starts to hit you. You get frustrated. You get overwhelmed. Why is this happening to me? I don't understand. You're trying to figure it out. But slow down, breathe, look how God established everything. You're supposed to have confidence, you're supposed to have ultimate trust in your heavenly Father, come on, and you're supposed to believe that He's got your back, all right? And and, and, what I want you to see from this is I want you to see is what you can get from the season, amen? What can you get from that season? Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God does everything just right and on time, patience, remember, but people never can completely understand what he is doing. All right? what he, We can't. We can never understand. You see, we, we understand seasons of life that we go through after the fact. Why is that? It's because we can see. We can see it. We can see what happened. We can see how it laid out. We can't understand what the future because we don't know yet. All right? It's an unknown. All right? But understand that... We Our little brains cannot comprehend everything that God's doing, all right? That's just a fact, all right? There's going to be a lot of questions I can't wait to ask God one day, all right? But you've got to understand that. We can't. And you may be thinking, well, why does God do this? Why does he do it? It's because he wants you to live the life of faith, all right? That's fully trusting in him. Fully, you know, we have to have that childlike faith, all right, just like my kids, when they were little, they didn't know where money came from. They didn't know where food came from. They didn't know where cl- clothes came from. They just know that mom and dad provided it. All right, they had that childlike faith. Well, you need to have that same childlike faith with your heavenly father. Amen. Your heavenly father. All right, He wants you to live a life of faith, not a living a life of explanations. All right, I think that pretty, pretty, pretty much says it right there. Now, the third fact about seasons of life is God has a purpose for every season, okay? Understand, He's moving you, all right? He don't want you to stay in your comfort zone. I know you may be, may be there. Maybe you've been there for a long time. He wants to move you into something else. Remember, we are in a spiritual war in this, in this nation, in this world, all right? And you are a part of the army, all right? When you become a Christian, you become a part of that army. That means God's going to use you somewhere, Somewhere, he's going to move you over here, use you for a while. He may use you here for a while. He may use you in the same spot your whole life, and that's okay. But remember, God's going to use you because what do I say? You were created with a purpose, and God created, had that purpose in mind when he created you. You're special, all right? And but remember, look at Romans 8.28. It says, we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Listen, if you are living fully trusting, fully submitting, fully committed to God, listen, He is going to bring the good out of every situation for you. Amen? Amen. And now, number four, the fourth fact, and this one's very important. The seasons include both good and bad times. All right, we just saw the examples on the screen, Ecclesiastes 3.2 through eight, and I'll go through them really quick. It says, there is a time to be born, a time to die, a time to build, a time to tear down, a time of peace, a time of war, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to speak up, and a time to be quiet. Hmm, we get that one messed up quite a bit. A time to heal, a time to kill, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to gather, a time to scatter, a time to find, a time to lose, a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to dance, a time to grieve, a time to keep, And a time to throw away. Listen, these are all examples of seasons that we're going to experience in life. All right? You're going to experience them. Listen, I'm not prophesying over anybody or anybody, but everybody in here at some point is going to lose a loved one in their family. It's just That's just how life works. All right? So that's going to be a time of grief, a season of grief that you're going to deal with, that you're going to go through. All right? But understand, it's okay. God's with you. He's got your back. All right? And remember... You are going to go through seasons of success and seasons of failure, all right? It happens. It's called L-I-F-E, okay? It happens, all right? And listen, they're not, all the seasons aren't going to be that great. When you're going through a season of, of, of grief, that's a horrific time, okay? But you've got to put your faith and trust in your Heavenly Father, amen? And know that He's with you. And he's going to bring the good out of every situation in your life, regardless of what that is. Amen? Amen? So, number five. Number five. The fifth fact is what I sow in one season, I'll reap in another. All right? Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we think not, not. That means if you hang in there. What is that saying? Listen, when you sow something, don't expect it ne- uh, to reap a benefit next week. And listen, don't just immediately go to finances when we start talking about sowing. I know that's a part. Listen, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping, God set in place All right, at the beginning. It's there. It works. It happens. If you're questioning, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You put a seed in the ground and you, you cultivate it correctly, it's going to grow. I had a customer one time. A wonderful man, had a giving, giving heart. Loved this man. He was a multi-millionaire, and I don't know how many businesses he had. He was a great man. He bought about 30 acres behind me and built a, spent a, probably over a million dollars building a cabin in a in a lake so he could come and write him a book before he died. And, and it was very interesting. When he would come down, he couldn't drive. He was elderly and his driver would bring him down and drop him off at the cabin and come back after the weekend and pick him up. Well, he'd call me because we lived right in front there and he said, hey, come down and let's have coffee. So I'd come down all the time and hear his stories of world traveling and hunting and fishing on the Nile and this, that, and the other. But he had a lot of money. And he told me one day, and he was a Christian. I would call him a lukewarm Christian because he didn't know a whole lot about the Scripture, but he knew Jesus. And we were sitting in there one day, and he told me, he said, Alan, he said, I don't understand it. He said, the more money I give away, the more I get. I just can't figure it out. I said, well, you got it. You got it. You see, the principle was there. God set that principle in place, and listen. What you sow, and, and I'll go a little step closer. What are you sowing where you work? Huh? No, that's one to make you think. Are you? What are you sowing to your boss? Are you sowing punctuality? Are you sowing words of encouragement? Or are you sowing? Are you sowing uh, words of, uh, uh, of gossip? Come on, listen. What you're sowing, when you get promoted into that position, you're going to reap that benefit at some point. Come on, the principle was put in place. It will happen. All right, just remember, the way you respond now will affect your future. Amen? Always remember that. So you need to learn to look at the seasons that you go through. Look at all these seasons. You need to ask yourself, how. instead of just looking at them as a defeat, looking at the negative side of it, look at it and ask yourself, or ask God, what can I learn from it, all right? What can, how can I grow from this particular season that I'm in, good or bad, all right? It's easier to grow from the good seasons, I understand that, been there, done that, than it is the bad, all right? So how do you make the most of each season? Well, I'm going to give you four questions that if you will learn to make the habit to ask them, it will change your life. And you say, Pastor, you say that every week. I know, because all my sermons have changed your life. <laughs> 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 it really will. It really will. This, uh, you know, when when I got a hold of this, it uh, it, it it made a big difference in, in my spiritual growth. It really did. So, the first question I want you to, to be quick to ask is, what can I learn in this season of life? What can I learn? Listen, you can learn something, and, and it's very important that you do learn something, because remember, God is preparing you for something else. He's preparing you. You know, just like these graduates are preparing to go off to college, all right? They're having to fundraise. They're having to raise money. So it's expensive to up and move. They're going to a school. that's not scholarship eligible, all right? So they've got to have their own tuition, all right? So they got to have tuition, housing. They're having to release their stand in faith and release their faith and believe God to make this happen. All right. So what are they doing? They're going through a season that's kind of a little confusing, a little difficult right now. And but they're learning. God's teaching them that when you get out there, all right, I got your back. We're going to make this happen, and you just keep believing in me. You keep plugging in there. You keep doing what I tell you to do, and everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But you need to learn. Look at Deut- Deuteronomy 11.2. I like this. It says, Remember what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with Him. Amen? Remember. That's very important. Remember. Because listen, if you forget what you learn in an experience, you'll repeat it. You will definitely repeat it. Look, If you look all through history, and all the wars and things, and look at the Israelites. How many times did they, you know, God's like, well, you missed it, so how about another lap around the desert? Come on. It went on and on. It's the same thing. Remember what you learn. It's very, very important. And understand this. There's things that you're only going to learn from experience, okay? And you see this a lot with graduates, especially college graduates. They're young, and they're, they're ambitious, and they're on fire and ready to go and tackle their field. Well, guess what? When they get out there, yeah, they may have the book knowledge, but when they get in that field, nine times out of ten, they gotta get their hands dirty. They gotta learn the ropes. They gotta learn the people. They got to experience it before they can be on top. Amen. Amen. And you may be asking again, why does God do this? Second Corinthians 1 9, at the last part of that verse, he says, so that we might learn to trust not in ourselves, but in God. Remember, it's not about our strength. We are just simply the vessels. When we truly submit and commit to Him, He works through us. All right, and where He makes, a, where He guides, He provides, and He'll make the way. Amen. Amen. And when you can really, when you grasp that and get a hold of that, it makes walking by faith so much easier. So much easier. Amen. Hello. Oh, number two, and this sounds a little silly, but don't laugh. Okay, you can laugh. That's okay. Number two, you need to ask, what can I enjoy in this season of life? You see, you need to be confident when you, take it, when you see this season coming, when you're about to tackle it, and you're going to take it head on. All right, you see it coming, all right, you need to be talking with God. This is what you need to be saying. All right, God, we got this. You got my back. All right, we're going to ride this wave. We're going to ride it out. Come on, let's go. And when you go through this whole procedure, because it may be a downer, it may be an up, whatever, you need to seek what you can enjoy through the situation. Amen? Ecclesiastes 11.8 says, People ought to enjoy every day of their lives. You should. You should. If you focus on the right thing, you should be in joy. And you need to be happy where you are. A lot of that's where that comes from. Being content where God has you with what he has you with. Amen? Instead of always seeking material things to find happiness. Amen? And counting it all joy. when You, you remember a few months ago when I preached on counting it all joy? Seeing the situations that are difficult and counting it all joy and standing in faith and knowing that God's going to see you through. First Thessalonians 5 says give thanks in all circumstances. That is God's will for you. Amen. Glory to God. Be content where you are. Now, number three. The third question you need to ask is what is most important in this season of life? All right. Ephesians 5.15 says, Live life then with a due sense of responsibility, not as those who do not know the meaning and purpose of life, but as those who do. Make the best use of your time despite all the difficulties these days. Listen, when you're going through a season, do, be intentional not just to focus on the negative. Focus on the positive. You remember you know, we talked way back about being your Christian walk. As you walk day-to-day, there's going to be some work involved, all right? That means you're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to make yourself, because your flesh is going to want to just give in, all right? Because it don't feel good, all right? But you need to push. You need to press into God, all right? And you need to seek the positive things in all the seasons that you go through, amen? Always seek the positive things. And I know that's so easy to say, but if you'll learn to do it, it it'll make a big difference in your day-to-day life, amen? it will because it's a choice it's a choice and we say all the time I say all the time you set things in in motion based off the choices you make every day did you know that getting out of bed in the morning whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood is simply a choice it is and whether you allow situations or seasons in your life or things to dictate who you are don't do that don't do that now, number four, if you've been quiet or asleep and you've been ignoring me this whole time, I want you to get this one. This one's very, very important. And I hope you listen to the podcast three times. All right, so the fourth question you need to learn is ask, How can I help others in this season of life? Woo! Now, that's a hard one to ask when you're going through a, bar, a bad season. But remember, God wants to use all the seasons in your life to benefit others others okay and you may be thinking well he doesn't want to help me because i'm going through a bad season yes he does want to help you he is going to help you he is with you he's got your back he's going to see you through it amen proverbs 327 says whenever you're able do good to people who need help all right you need to start asking what good can i do during this season and you need to know that you were put here on this earth to help all right you were put here to serve you see, selfishness came with the sin nature. And it is all over this world now. Because you see, people don't truly... I won't say people. Some people don't truly have a servant heart. They truly don't give from a servant heart. They give, but with the intention of what can, what's in it for me? What do I get out of it? Amen? Come on, that's selfish. That's, don't do that. God loves a cheerful giver. If he moves on you to give, give. If it's there, he's not going to move on you to give something you don't have. So if you have it and he moves on you to give, give it. Amen. Give it. He loves a cheerful giver. And you'll be blessed by it. You'll be blessed. And you know that in every season, and this is very important, in every season you go through, in every season, you will have opportunities during that season to help others. You'll have those opportunities that you won't ever have again once the season's over. Amen. So don't miss it. Don't miss it. Even if it's a bad time, look at how you can benefit others from it. Amen. And remember to live to serve others. The number one first step to happiness in life, and it's not money. Most everybody thinks if I just had more money, I'd throw more money at it, I'll be happy. But it's not. The number one first step to happiness is service. Learning to serve. A servant's heart. Now, look, I don't have to harp on that because you guys are amazing. I mean, we have a great, a great, great group of a group of people. But learn to serve. And listen, don't procrastinate. All right, I'll, I wrote this down my, on the side. It says, Ecclesiastes 11.4. It says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. And I remember when I was writing that down, I was thinking, because a gentleman told me, he said, well, you know, when things get right in my life, I'm going to start serving in the church. I said, I'm thinking, no, you won't. Because it's a heart issue. It's hard. Listen, if you're waiting until you have the money to give, you'll never give. If you're waiting on things to get right in your life before you start serving, listen, the enemy wants to keep you beat down. So if he's going to always make sure that it's convenient that you don't have the money to give, always make it convenient that everything's going on in your life and you don't have time to serve. All right? You have to be intentional. You have to have a heart issue. I mean, you have to have the right heart. (laughs) Amen. So... Today is graduation Sunday, all right? And I want to ask Anna and Tucker to come right here. Come on. I want to take just a second. We want to honor them. Come on, let's go.